Infendo Radio is brought to you by people like you. If you want to be a producer, head over to patreon.com slash infendoradio and sign up at the $10 level. We'd really appreciate it. Creating overwhelming urges to buy Nintendo crap since 2005. Infendo Radio is on now. Oh, ho, ho, we're here. Uh, we didn't get shut down. We are already prepared for the quarantine. Um, Infendo Radio is here. Um, in all seriousness, we hope that everybody affected by the coronavirus is safe. I hope everybody's taking the proper precautions. Don't be stupid. We're going to get that right out, the, out, out of the way at the top of the show. Somebody who's not being stupid. Steve, how are you doing tonight? For I'm once. Good. Um, I know, right? <laughs> I figured that since I vanished from Infendo Radio right before coronavirus broke out, um, and then Utah had a, a fairly decent-sized earthquake today, I probably ought to check in with you guys and let you know that I'm alive. Um, first, Thank there was you. coronavirus. Appreciate it. Then we, then we had something with my dog happen. She's fine. Um, we're working through it. Then we had a funeral. Um, then we had another family emergency, and then we had earthquakes today. So, yeah. You had a hell of a month. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I'm glad to be back for at least one episode before I disappear into the ether again. Well, good, 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 good. Well, we're glad to have you back, definitely. Um, how are you doing tonight, Justin? Did somebody say (laughs) wish? Oh, no. (laughs) Um, I, 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 we're going to end in the show now. Good night, everybody. Um, <laughs> That's it. Peace. I, well, well <laughs> done. So high, mecha high, ni ho. We finally have, it's, we have our payoff. Justin has his um, green shirt on with, if you're not watching the Twitch stream, um, maybe go watch the YouTube recording of it. But yeah, Justin's got his green screen and he's got his floating head outfit on. It's great. I love it. Thank you for um, brightening everybody's mood, at least mine and we 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 all need a good laugh at this time yes. in our yeah. lives so which is <laughs> yeah. which is why I do the show every week cuz it gets me through all the misery of the rest of the week yeah um, you you especially <laughs> need a good laugh sometimes and and like i'm not worried about uh, coronavirus quarantined cuz my whole life is a quarantine so you know <laughs> it's just business as usual for me yeah same it's stuffy Since, um, in this box Justin and I already work from home so we're like cool this is like just normal (laughs) so but yeah um, we really appreciate everybody who's joining us here tonight Um, I think that we do have a couple of producers to thank Um, I don't know if we are ready to thank them right now or not Um, I think we're going to have to get to that after the break so stay tuned we'll be right back and we'll have an awesome show planned for you Infendo Radio is produced by the following people, and if you want to be a producer on our show, you can do so over at patreon.com slash infendoradio. We would like to thank the following people. Uh, Phantom, EP Knothead, Slacker Monkey, Minus64, and Sky Pharaoh. And then we want to give a special thank you to our two executive producers, Andrew Searson and the Bryanosaurus. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. Infendo Radio records live every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can join us and watch those live recordings over at twitch.tv slash infendoradio. All right, we're back. Um, It's time for Change the System. If you guys haven't been with us all year long and you're confused why we've got news going on here, well, Change the System, we kind of just talk about the news and the games we've been playing um, through the week. So... For news, boy oh boy, there's a lot of news. There was a Nintendo Indie Direct yesterday. Um, you know, coronavirus basically shut down the entire industry. It sounds like um, Justin has something that he wants to talk about that's maybe a little bit more happy, though. At least I mean, him. it's happy for uh, yeah, it's happy for me, and long-time <laughs> listeners will understand why. Um, we just I uh, just heard an announcement and was forwarded an announcement from our fearless leader here um that um they are remastering one of my all-time favorite n64 games uh shadow man um now most of you probably have no idea what that is if you're a long time listener to the show you'll know that i have talked up this game a lot i tried replaying it a few years ago didn't quite finish it but um to put it in a nutshell, Shadow Man is a 
very like voodoo in voodoo and like dark magic inspired um zelda clone zelda slash metroidvania slash mario 64 clone like it's really got a little bit of everything in there um and uh it was like an m it was one of the rare m-rated games on the n64 and it had full voice acting and cutscenes, and it was just an amazing game for the time and just really dark and gruesome and weird and um, yeah you talk you've talked it up a lot i think you even tr- um were playing it one halloween right before um and we're kind of talking about it for that that um year i i kind of remember that yeah yeah, I was trying to finish, finally, finally finish that game. I was playing it on an emulator with, like, cheats and save states and stuff like that, because it's not an easy game. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I never got, I never finished it. There was a bug in the N64 game, or at least in the ROM that I was using, um, and so I wasn't able to, uh, I had to cheat to get past a certain point, and then I didn't know how to do another part, and it just, the whole thing just kind of fell apart. Pardon me, and I never got around to finishing it, but I will definitely be trying to finish it on the on the Switch when it comes out because um, I'm just I'm just so excited about it. <laughs> I don't know what is, else to say. The funny thing is, when you were talking about it last Halloween, I actually thought you were playing a Switch game. So when I saw the news that oh yeah, Shadow Man's coming to Switch, I'm like, again. <laughs> Well, it's what's funny is um, like if you if you want to try it now, like not only can you you know get it for the N sixty four somewhere, I'm sure, but um, it's also available on Steam. So okay. so mm. you can play basically an upresed version of the N sixty four game. It also came out on the Dreamcast and the PlayStation, but the N sixty four version was the best. Um, that's according to many reviewers not just my personal opinion but yeah well now so the best version's coming to switch it sounds like mm-hmm. right so um i'm i'm excited i am going to be following the uh i'm going to be following this game as much as i possibly can and yeah that's that's my exciting news for the week so um Fair. for other than that i've been playing a lot of breath of the wild and a little bit of beat saber Nice. That well, at least you're keeping in shape during the quarantine, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> oh, I still the, can't find my uh, uh, what do you call it the the Fit Adventure Ring Fit Adventure um, controller thing and game. I don't know what I did with it. So how do you <laughs> the little like Pilates ring or whatever? Yeah, how, like I can't find those things. So I don't. How so does this, one lose a giant ring? I I don't I don't know I, I the way I lose everything else in my life. Honestly. Sonic Sonic would be very upset with you because that's even a big Shh. ring. <laughs> right. Well, as far as the rest of news goes, um, I guess I'll kind of take it from here because man, there was kind of a lot of weird little news happenings throughout the industry this week um mainly centered around you know the coronavirus um a lot of things are shutting down it was announced right after the show last week that um e3 was canceled so you know that's kind of a big deal we 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 talked about it briefly i think last show show because i think we it was like still kind of rumored a little bit by then but you know since then they've talked about yeah oh go ahead um I remember Lucas saying something about, you know, E3 being, you know, one of his dreams, especially being a mm-hmm. game designer. So, yeah, we definitely either knew something or suspected something last week. Yeah, it was it was heavily rumored that day, but it had it didn't get officially announced until after you guys recorded last week. Right. I'm pretty sure it was like Thursday when like the ESA finally came out like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, we're not doing it. Sorry, guys. Um, type of thing. That's when everything so, breaks now. It's fine. Right. Yeah, so um, that that was kind of big news, and then since then, you know, like the um, a lot of the companies, Sony, Microsoft, are starting to come out with like Nintendo Direct type of things. You know, they just announced like what the the new Xbox mm-hmm. and the PlayStation are coming out with, but not to be outdone by Nintendo because they also had a nin or I guess an indie director. They called it a indie showcase. Yeah, they don't I call think, it an indie. indies anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is sad. Um, there was a lot of cool stuff that came out of that, quite honestly. Um, I'm excited 
personally the most for The Last Campfire. That's the game from the Hello Games, the people behind um, the No Man's Sky team. So that one looked pretty cool, but honestly, there was a lot of really cool stuff. Um, Baldo was a cool one. It was an action RPG that um, resembled a lot like, uh, it looked a lot like a Studio Ghibli, like Nino Kuni type of thing. So yeah, there was a lot oh, of cool yeah. stuff out of the Nindy Direct. So that, yeah, last, it's a... that last campfire game, what does that hearken to? Like, what is it? Is it like anything we played before? Or is it kind of its own I, thing? I, it, it seems kind of like its own thing, quite honestly. It looks like more of a... Um, if you've ever played Journey on the PS3, uh -huh. that's probably the closest thing I can maybe okay. you know, correlate that to. Well, now you have my interest. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of cool cool games. I, I recommend everybody go watch that um, direct okay. because, what, it was like 20 minutes max or something like that. So, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Another cool one that looked maybe a little underdeveloped but still was a cool concept was Quantum League. I don't know if you guys saw that one. But um, that one was a first-person shooter um, that was what they called a time paradox shooter. So basically how it works is, you know, you would go out and then you would go and shoot the people or whatever and if you would die you would respawn but then the your ghost as it were would go out and shoot the guy and then die where he died and then you would be able to go out and you know shoot the other people and then you know it might take you five deaths to get to win or whatever but it was an interesting concept type of thing you know like your ghost as it were were to go in and you know follow the same pattern as you did type of thing is that what that was all about? I didn't like. I was only kind of half paying attention to mm -hmm. to the 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 indie directs don't usually do much for me. Um, like every once in a while there'll be something that'll make me go, "Ooh, that looks interesting." But like my game time is so limited to begin with that, sure, you know, if it isn't a triple A title that I'm eagerly awaiting, I usually just like, "Oh, well, that's kind of cool," and move on. Yeah, no, that, it, I mean, yeah, I, I can't say that I'm super jazzed about uh, Indie Direct all the time, but, you know, I, I got to give it to Nintendo for highlighting a lot of these smaller indie developers. And and actually, some of these games are going to be timed exclusives on the Switch as well, you know, so like, you know, good on Nintendo oh, for that. Hopefully yeah, that... that was that was a big thing. Like, mm -hmm. they, like two or three games, they said, and it's a timed exclusive for the Nintendo Switch. I'm like, that's quite a mm -hmm. quite a nab there for Nintendo. Yeah, you know, even if it is just like a small indie game, it's, you know, it's still pretty cool. It's kind of cool to see, so. But, uh, yeah, that's really it news-wise for me, unless you guys had anything else that you guys wanted to tap into before we talk about the games we've been playing. Was the Reggie announcement before last week's show, or was that Oh, yeah. oh God, yeah, that's right. So I, I guess I'll bring that up real quick, because that one actually piqued my interest. Um, Reggie fils is now on the board of directors over at GameStop which uh, I don't think that that's going to bring GameStop back from the dead. So I really don't understand why that move was made. Uh, sure. Um, I mean, let's, I mean, it might, he could, like, he's a pretty big idea man. And, I, you know, look at what he did for Nintendo. Nintendo was not in the greatest of positions when he came on. And yeah, I mean, you could attribute some of that to Iwata and just, you know, changing culture. But um, I'm interested in it. Like, I don't have the hatred for GameStop that most people have, although I've soured on it lately. But mm. um, I don't know. It's it, uh, it's it's so hard to tell because, like, the type of market that GameStop is going for is disappearing fast. Like right, I've sure. almost completely stopped buying my game visit my games physically. Like mm -hmm. I even I... even the the Switch games that I had on cartridge, I have traded into GameStop and bought the the digital version because I just like having the game right there I click it it's on mm -hmm. you know well, so mm -hmm. even even me with my habits now I buy the majority of my games from Best Buy. Um but I do still rely on GameStop for some of the collectibles, like the Baby Yoda stuff that I have pre-ordered that's been, you know, well, said that it's going to come out in April. So. And I think that's one of the things that GameStop has been trying to get more into and what I think um, Reggie might actually help with is 
um, this idea of not so much selling games and systems, but selling gaming culture. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, I may not have bought very many games from GameStop in the past few months, but I know I've bought a couple of Funkos, and I always look mm-hmm. through the t-shirts, and, yep. you know, so, you know, then maybe right. that's kind of where they have to go with it. Yeah. I remember when, just one last thought, uh, when... GameStop bought ThinkGeek. I remember there being a lot of controversy, like, oh, they're going to ruin ThinkGeek. And I think like that was a case of GameStop seeing a market that was booming, this idea of geeky collectibles, mm-hmm. and saying, mm-hmm. we can use this revenue stream to keep our main business afloat. So, you know. Well, sure. and all of my I'll, 20th I'll t- anniversary Power Ranger gear actually came from GameStop. Right, yeah. On the flip side, though, I'll tell you what. Um, I, I know quite a few people that don't go into GameStop anymore just because of all that, right? There's like, man, I didn't know this was a Funko Pop freaking shop. Or like, I just wanted to buy some video yeah. games type of thing, you know? Yeah. So like, Everything's a Funko Pop shop. <laughs> yeah, sure. But the the I, I will say that in the last couple of years, at least where I'm at in my neck of the woods, these GameStops have got started to get a little less aggressive when trying to like push the you know reservations and Game Informer yep. on me. So yeah. I don't know if that's like a company culture yep. type of thing or they just stopped giving a crap. But it has to be. Well, apparently, like some GameStops are really like strict about that. Like you have to say, you know, push this, push that, and you have to meet these, mm-hmm. um, you know, certain uh, goals mm-hmm. every yeah goals every month. And other ones, not so much. Um, interestingly enough, my region, I know the region knew at least anyway, the regional manager because he used to be the manager of the store that I frequented in college. And he always had a policy, um, even before it was GameStop, it was still Electronics Boutique, um, he had a policy of not being pushy. It's like, the customers are going to buy what they want to buy, talk up the games that you like, and you'll make sales organically. And that's what made me a devoted customer of them. So, But yeah, they sure. definitely yeah. changed. Like when GameStop took over, I saw the change. And some stores are, are like that, some stores are not. It's... It's it's a mixed bag, but yeah, I do most of my game shopping on like digital stores now, or I'll you know just order it online and have it shipped to my house. So, right, exactly. So, all right. Well, I guess then now's a good time to transition into the games that we've been playing. And I guess I'll start here because I don't have a whole lot as per the usual. Um, I've been dipping back into Sekiro a little bit. Um, I, I don't know that I'm gonna finish that game. Um, I like it a lot less than I like Dark Souls, and I think I figured out why, because I am not, um, I hate to say this, I'm getting older and I'm just not as quick with reflexes as I, as I used to, you know, like this game is more about having quick timing, like having a lot of, being able to like counter, you know, stuff like that. I've never been good timing wise with stuff like that you know so in dark souls what i'm able to do is i'm able to just you know like pick any type of playstyle. i could go with counter or i could go with what i normally do is like a sword and board like i always have a sword i always have a shield i'm always blocking like turtling up that's my style you know so yeah, yeah maybe maybe i just suck um but this game is just that's not like, for me i don't think that's like me with cuphead you know like I can only play that that game like here and there. I can't like I haven't beaten it yet. I think I'm only in the third section of the world because it's just like I'll play it once. It'll take me an hour to get through a stage or a boss battle and be like, "Yep, that's it. I can't play this game again for another week or so." <laughs> right. Yeah, no exactly. I yeah, it's tough. So, uh but anyways, I other than that, I've been kind of just haven't been playing a whole lot like i i you know i've been trying to like i said dip my toes back into sekiro i'm i'm gonna try one more time like give it a really good try but i think after if i don't if it doesn't sink its teeth into me i think i'm gonna put it down i always try and give a game like you know at least three or four chances and then that's it um other than that though pokemon go man pokemon go boy oh boy let me (laughs) let me take a second to talk about pokemon go because Niantic is killing it lately, man. Like they are, they were on top of the coronavirus thing right away. I they saw that. That was really cool. 
Yeah, like they they made they changed the game so like more Pokemon are spawning like just at your house, like just where you're at, you know. Mm -hmm. They um, added a in the shop you can buy for one coin, literally one coin, thirty incenses. And man, the incense, yeah. like especially if you're using it after this update now, the Pokemon come quick. Like I'm get I got like probably upwards of like 30 Pokemon, 40 Pokemon using that incense. And the incense lasts an hour. So um, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go, guys. Um, I've been doing that. Oh, and plus... You have just not inspired only... me to, to boot up Pokemon Go for the first time in months. So that's <laughs> yeah. saying something. Go, go into the shop and buy the incense pack, like literally one coin. Like, you know, it's so cheap. Um, the... The other aspect to that is that um, the Meltan boxes, like, you know, the, the how you can get them by connecting your game to um, Pokemon Let's Go on the Switch, those uh -huh. Pokemon boxes also last an hour. I went from having zero Meltan candy to 412 in one Meltan box using pineapples and everything, of course. And I got myself a... Are you kidding a, a, me? I got myself a Melmetal that is a... Rockstar, and he is in my Pokemon home right now. Wow! And I'm gonna, and I have a bunch of Meltans that are waiting for Lucas because he asked for some. If you want some Meltans, I can send them to you. But yeah, no, like we, it, it is yeah, Pokemon in my household. Yeah, wow. it is Pokemon time, guys. Well, you you can get I think Meltan and Melmetal are two of the Pokemon you can transfer into Pokemon Sword and Shield. You can. I have I have myself a rock solid shiny Melmetal in um my Pokemon Sword and Shield. Ooh, well, guess who's booting up uh, Pokemon Go while he waits for Animal Crossing to come out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking it's of which, killer, are dude. we all getting that? Because yeah. that's... Because mm -hmm. um, that's... I'm like... I was like back and forth. I'm like, gosh, should I, should I pre-order it? Should I pre-install it? Is anybody else going to be playing it? Am I going to It sounds like it's getting it? like excellent reviews. So, yeah. I'm de I've already had it yeah. pre-purchased. So, it's it's... I'm getting it. So if no. you don't have anything else to talk about, Eugene, that's actually a good segue into my... Yeah, go ahead. System. So the only gaming that I have done is actually there is a new set of raids out right now in Sword and Shield, and Gengar and Machamp, the Gigantamax versions, are the stars of that, and then they brought back uh, Snorlax. Um, I am down to only needing three more Gigantamax Pokemon before I have finally collected out them all. I'm missing that garbage Pokemon that Lucas loves. Um, <laughs> I'm missing Duraludon, and there's another one from Sword and Shield that I'm missing that I can't remember now. Um, so I'm almost there. Those are the only Pokemon I'm missing. I, I, they're not technically for my living decks, but they are, just because, you know, it's technically an alternate form, even though it's really not. I still get the credit for it in the National Pokedex. Um... But, yeah, the only other thing I had really wanted to talk about is I finally, last week or the week before, I don't remember when, um, oh, it was right before, um, you know, everything went sideways a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. and just before that, I preloaded Animal Crossing. I finally got sold on it. I've never played an Animal Crossing before, so this will be my very first one. Um, but I will be playing Animal Crossing at hopefully midnight tomorrow night. So by the time yeah. the show comes out, we're all going to be playing Animal Crossing. Right, right. Where so, assu assuming Eugene is actually able to stop playing Animal Crossing long enough to edit <laughs> said podcast. Pre-purchase, pre enter I'm password. really excited for Animal Crossing, guys. I, I don't awesome. usually get excited for Animal Crossing games because I think Lucas might have even mentioned this, you know, like Animal Crossing yeah. isn't like a game that you get hyped for, but like this one has me hyped. Yeah, I'd never played an Animal Crossing game before New Leaf. The only reason I got New Leaf was because there was that deal on the 3DS. Like, you buy one game and you get another one for free. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember mm -hmm. whether I bought Animal Crossing and got Pokemon for free or bought Pokemon and got Animal Crossing for free. But either way, like, those were the, you know, I just kind of got it on a whim and then just put God only knows how many hours into <laughs> it. So Sure. Uh, but, by the way, right now I am uh, about to purchase it since everybody else, everybody yeah. else is doing it. <laughs> Might as Your well, pressure. right? 
Peer pressure. Well, Steve, uh, what other games have you been playing, or is that about it for you? Um, that's really about it. I really, I've been, you know, I popped on a few voice calls with a few people over the last few weeks, and I really have just not been in the mood to play anything. I played a little bit of Shovel Knight, um, just because I was looking for something easy to play on kind of a crappy night. Um, mm -hmm. and that was about it. I... My Switch is actually dead in the bottom of my backpack right now, if you can imagine. Wow! That. And this is me. I can't! And my other Switch is dead on my TV tray. <laughs> Jeez. So, that's someone like you, Steve. I know. So, yeah. So, but that that's just it, though, is I really have not been wanting to play anything just because I'm waiting for Animal Crossing at this point. Sure. I mean, I went out and bought sure. a new iPad, but, you know, there's that. <laughs> God. So for those of oh, you fair. for those of you that are in the Minecraft realm, I did apply a new texture pack to it. So hop in Bamful Stamp and give that a check. It kind of makes it look like the Matrix, which is kind of cool. So check that out. Nice. Cool. Well, uh, then I guess Justin, what have you been playing, if anything? Huh. Well, I was just playing um, Pokemon Go and buying my uh, my thirty incense and playing uh, Nintendo eShop and buying uh, <laughs> Animal Crossing uh, whatever. Yeah, Two Animal very Crossing. expensive games. Yeah, Animal Crossing Castaway. And uh, there's there's the proof. I just purchased it. Um, besides buying things I shouldn't, um, I <laughs> have mostly been playing... Uh, what's that game? Oh yeah, Breath of the Wild. I found all hundred and found and completed all hundred and twenty shrines. Got my um, you know, gear of the wild. I still haven't gone to fight Ganon. I've only fought Ganon once in the however <sighs> what, three years I've had that game. I got to the end of it on the Wii U and fought him once and then never went back and did it again. This was supposed to be my second time. I was going to do it whenever I was ready and I just haven't been ready yet. So, um, I've defeated, I've, uh, gotten all four divine beasts. I've gotten all the shrines. There's really no reason for me to keep waiting other than like, it's the anticipation of it. Like that. I, that I love, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I realize it's sure. not the greatest, final battle in Zelda history, but there's just something about getting to the quote-unquote end of the game that just feels so, like, exciting. No, I get it. Um, um, and for me, when I played that game, I remember not wanting to beat Ganon because I was afraid that I wouldn't want to go back to it when it was over. And right. I didn't go back to right. it after it was over. So I wonder if in the back of your mind... Yeah, right. I think too. you had that. Well, that's the thing. Is like yeah. I'm thinking, oh, should I do all the Champions Ballad stuff first? So that, you know, in I'm all... master mode? Yeah. Oh, good luck. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the thing. Is like fighting all the blights again in master mode is, is I don't even daunting. Think, I don't even think Lucas was able to beat that. I think he did that. No, he I think did. He even he did, did the it, master, did yeah. the master trials, which I'm not even touching with a ten foot pole. I can't do the master I, trials on regular mode. Nope. I made. I did the first <laughs> set of them, and I can get like maybe halfway through the second set, and then I always die, and I'm like, screw this. The master trials are oh. rough, man. Yeah, I got they a, are rough. Yeah, I no, I I cannot do it on master set, mode. And I could get halfway through uh -oh. the third set, and that was that. I'm rematerializing here. Um, Beat me up. <laughs> But yeah, so so I've been playing a lot of that. I've also been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, so funny funny story, and I mean the game's over a year old now, so this shouldn't be too spoilery, and it's also not plot related. So take it with a grain of salt. Skip me if you if you have to. But I'm in San Denis. I've gotten to that part of the story. I mean I'd found the city before and explored it, but now I'm you know in there all the time. And so I was exploring, and mm -hmm. I heard this guy talking about about race and 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 eugenics and how we need to keep the races separate. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. So I listened to him, and I told him he was an idiot, and he ran off. And I discovered something that it doesn't matter what you do to this guy, nobody cares. So and. I, right. appre I appreciate the fact that um, Rockstar didn't go for historical accuracy because, let's face it, um, this guy probably would have been heralded as a genius back in 1900, but in 
today's sure. world, it's kind of nice to have an outspoken racist and you know blow his face off with a shotgun right in front of a cop. Or my favorite thing to do is, um, let's see, I I uh, hogtied him and left him on train tracks. Um, I threw him over the bridge and had him get eaten by an alligator. Um, <laughs> nice. And, and like, like, and it's just I wonder like, if you can, Rockstar you... has any data as to how many times this guy has died <laughs> by which means. Well, and apparently, like, he's, he'll respawn after a certain amount of time, too. So, you know, like, you can do mm-hmm. it as many times as you want. So that's always good fun. Um... That notwithstanding, the problem is like that, and a few of the other like kind of side questy things in the game have distracted me. Like I'm determined to beat this game, but I keep getting distracted by things in this game. So, like I just did, you know, <laughs> all the missions, or at least all the ones that I know of, for the photographer, and you know, it's just like there's just so much to do in this game. And all right, there's one thing I want to say about. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, and I actually, this describes pretty much every um, Rockstar open world game since um, Grand Theft Auto 4, arguably even San Andreas, is the ludonarrative dissonance of the whole thing. Like, the fact that you have this open world where you can do anything and make your own choices and even like the you know red dead games have the morality meters and all those things but it has a very strict linear narrative to the point where in red dead redemption 2 certain missions come down to the game telling you go to this place you go to that place then the game tells you pull out this weapon you pull out this weapon the game says look at that thing you look at that like the game literally like holds your hands through the missions because it has Mm -hmm. such a strict story to tell but then you get out of the mission it's like big open world you can do anything and go anywhere and and be who you want to be and change the appearance of your character and do the and again it's it's a term that I learned a couple weeks ago, but ludonarrative dissonance is this idea of the narrative of an experience and the gameplay or interactivity of the experience not meshing. Like, and which is mm-hmm. where I appreciate something like Breath of the Wild, <laughs> because Breath of the Wild was literally like, yeah, there's a plot, but because we're allowing you to go anywhere and do anything, you can follow the plot or you can ignore it. Like, and I think that's what I appreciated about that is whether you like Breath of the Wild's story or don't like it, whether you like Breath of the Wild's gameplay or don't like it, you can't deny that the way both of them mesh is flawless. Right. Whereas... Yeah, and I, like... I kind of think that's the gameplay design... The designers thought of that, right? That's probably why there is such a sparse yeah. story in that game. Right. Because they didn't, you know, they didn't want that lunar narrative well, dissonance. Yeah, and thing, it's... A... So. Yeah, and it's the same thing with, like, Skyrim. With Skyrim, like, you get, sure, like, the yeah. opening story mission. You get the opening story mission. You get a handful of, hey, go to this place. And there's a progression to it. But for the most part, it's like, yeah, here's a world. Stuff happens in it. Go explore. Like, you can you can just, you can kill all the dragons or not. We don't care. Nothing's on a time scale. So it's like, but, yeah, when you take something like Red Dead Redemption, which is essentially like a... 20 to 30 hour long movie with gameplay thrown mm-hmm. in like it just gets it's a weird disconnect to go from the complete non-linearity of the gameplay to the strict linearity of the story but I love them both so it works but it also doesn't so I'm really hoping I guess I'll close this out by saying Rockstar if you're listening and I know you are um I, your next Grand Theft Auto game or your next Red Dead game or your next open world game I would much rather have a game that only has a 10 hour story but there are literally dozens of different paths you can take and endings you can get based on the choices you make than to have another one of these epic 60 hour long story games that follows such a strict plot and then thrown into this open sure. world. Like, let the story be as open and malleable as the gameplay. That's all I gotta say about that. 
but that's my rant. Or you know, just just go make a movie. Just go make a movie instead, because that's well, what right. Like if if you want to, yeah. If you if you want to tell the story, make a movie. Make a. I'm sure HBO will fund a Red Dead, you know, series. Yeah. You know, just Netflix, so it's probably you know champing at the bit for that. You know, just you know, tell your stories with with a story based um, medium and have your gameplay be in a game based medium. Anyway, I'm shutting up now. Whoever's turn it is, <laughs> go. Um, actually, it's everybody's turn. We're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back. Ask us a question, and we'll answer it live on the air. Head over to our Discord. You can get there through infendo.com, and ask us a question in the Question Block channel. All right, we're back. It's time for the Question Block. But first, we're going to do a quick little mini game here. Um, so I've got a three-word review prepared, and I want you two to review for me Animal Crossing. Any particular Animal Crossing? or? Okay, how about you guys have to re- review Animal Crossing Eternal for me? You guys know that uh, name? Yep, I do. Nope, no idea what you're talking about. Um, the, so Anim- you haven't seen the memes with Animal Crossing and uh, Doom? Justin, no, you're fired. I, I mean, I saw one where <laughs> um, Isabel bought like the guy's helmet or something. I don't know. I'm rematerializing here, so uh, oh, there's, there's re- Isabel's I want a three-word review. Body. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I want a three-word review for... Let's go with the original Animal Crossing. I know, Steve, you probably have never played it, but um, that's okay. You can still review uh, a game you've never played yeah, for I three years of use. Why this. not? Justin, do you have yours ready? So, um... Ju- yeah, I'll give you guys uh, okay. a second to stew on it. That game, um, a little trivia, was originally called Animal Forest. And I think it was originally supposed to be released on the Nintendo 64, if I remember correctly. And it came out on the, GameCube, The 64 right? DD, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And it did come out on the 64 DD in Japan, but they held it until, since we didn't get the DD, they held it for, you know, the GameCube here. GameCube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. All right, gentlemen, um, what say you give me your three-word review of Animal can I, Crossing? Can I ask you a quick question before I give my review? Was this the only one yes. that appeared on the GameCube? Yes. Everybody okay. gets one. I've got my review. Give it to me. Original Virtual Console. Ha mm. <laughs> ha, that's a good one. That's going to be tough to beat, Justin. I'm sorry. I was trying to make an alliteration out of this, but it wasn't I wasn't coming together. But um, Animal Crossing, Nook Needs Bells. <laughs> okay, I, I, I will give you an E for effort, but I'm still giving Steve the win tonight on that one. My, that, that was just good and clever. Well done. My, my original one was better was for on everyone. Switch. <laughs> what was your original, Steve? Better on Switch. Oh, there you, there you go. All right. Well, um, we do have a one question block question, and it's also referring to Animal Crossing. Um, so basically, Shine Down in the Twitch chat, he wants to know. Please tell me why I should get uh, get this, and what is the draw? What, like what he doesn't understand Animal Crossing. Okay. Um, Steve, you probably don't because yeah. you've never played it before. But um... let me let me tell you what sold it on me. Um, it's no secret to anyone that's ever listened to this show that I might be a slight fan of a little game that you may have heard of called Minecraft. Um, from what I understand, this newer Animal Crossing seems to ha- have a lot of Minecraft light elements. It's not obviously going to be anything like Minecraft. But it, yeah, it is, like Justin says, a bit Minecraftian. Um, <laughs> the thing that appealed to me most was with my new schedule, I get up at 6.45 in the morning, and from 6.45 to 7.30, I've got nothing to do. And then I have to do what I do in the morning again at 6.45 in the evening at, you know, to 7.30 mm-hmm. at night. So there's a guaranteed hour and a half each day that I generally have set aside with nothing to do. 
And from what I understand about Animal Crossing, everything you can want to do in that game, you can do in about an hour or an hour and a half a day, mm -hmm. at least in the old ones. Um, so that was the first right. thing that really sold me on it. The second thing that really sold me on it was just how... I like games that you can customize. And the fact that you can customize, um, you know, how your island looks, where your villagers are gonna go. If you wanna get into the amiibo cards and the amiibos, you can even customize what villagers are gonna be on your island. Um, you know, so that that is what really has me going. I've seen some cool island themes and I have some ideas of what I wanna do on my island. And Shine actually puts in our chat, you know, he's not a fan of Minecraft, but he does love Stardew Valley. I've heard a lot of people make hey, very, there you similar, go. Yeah, there's a comparison very similar yeah. comparisons to Stardew Valley in Animal Crossing. Yeah, because like, like, like Minecraft, is the only thing. Oh, go ahead. I was I was say, say, My Minecraft is pretty much open, <laughs> like completely open. Like right. you can do anything, you can do nothing. Right. Whereas like Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing, like there are things to do. Like mm -hmm. there are things you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, I think that's probably a better comparison. Yeah, so you know. Yeah, so I would that's say the only thing that Stardew Valley is. Oh, sorry. I, I was just gonna say the only thing that Stardew Valley has that maybe if you're interested in just that aspect, like the mine, like you know where there's like combat and stuff. Mm -hmm. There's none of that in Animal Crossing. So if that's what you're going to Stardew Valley for, then you know maybe look at for a different game. But yeah, no, you're right. I think that's probably a more apt comparison. Yeah. So that's my answer. Okay, yeah, um, no, see. my my answer would be... Oh, go ahead, Justin, if you've got one. No, I was just going to say, mine is the fact that, you know, I tried it on a whim and just spent countless hours on it on the on the 3DS, so... Um, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's that addictive quality. Like, it's not only the freedom to do what you want, but, and to customize things, but, um, like, you know, you go in, like, I would go in every day and spend five... 10 minutes like it's a great pooping game because you just spend like five ten minutes shaking <laughs> trees and then selling the yeah. fruit and then you know the next time you open it up you'll you know maybe if you're on a lunch break you go to the island well i don't know you're on an island all the time now so i don't know right. but like i used to go to the island sure. and collect bugs and you know stuff like and there's a constant like progression to it you're constantly making things bigger and better and more exciting and more the way you like them and you know, so not only is it like mindless tasks, but there's a payoff to it. So, okay. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I, I guess my answer to this question would be that really Animal Crossing for me is kind of a time and place game. So what I mean by that is I, um, I didn't really get into the Wii version of the game because you know my life just didn't quite, quite frankly support it you know like i was too busy at the time however when the 3ds version came out like you know that's when i first started getting like really working like a f nine to five type of job you know so like i would whip out my 3ds on my lunch break or on like my 15 minute breaks and you know would be able to tend to my village there mm -hmm. i would say that if there's ever a time and a place for animal that's, crossing it's right freaking now because you know exactly like exactly the point that i yeah. was just gonna make with the coronavirus with the nation possibly yeah. going on a two-week quarantine coming up, if rumors be correct. Um, there is no better time or place for a game like this to come out. Mm -hmm. For sure, yeah. It, it really is the perfect game for <laughs> the situation that we're in right now, you know? Like, so I I think that that's the main reason why I'm going to get this game. I think it's an advertising ploy, so honestly. <laughs> Nintendo released <laughs> sure. the coronavirus. Well, <laughs> I mean, I was going to get this game before all of this pandemic situation, but now it just, you know, I'm looking forward to it even more. Well, you know? so, like, I, so, I ordered was... mine like days before, you know, everything went sideways. So. Sure, sure, sure. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know if that's a way to answer your question, Shine, but there it is. Um, I would also maybe add on that Animal Crossing isn't a game for everybody, honestly. Like, if you... If you need to have like structure in your game, like if you have to have like tasks, like if you, if the type of game for you is Far Cry with like a million different question marks on the map, 
probably not Animal Crossing is not the game for you, you know, because you kind of it's it's a game that you yeah, you do have tasks. Yeah, you got to pay off your house and your mortgage, but like you kind of make your own fun type of thing, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, no, today I'm going to feng shui my apartment, you know, like that's what Animal Crossing is about. So. Well, and that's actually brings brings me to the other thing I was going to say is it's like the Sims, but there's only one Sim and you are him or her as yeah. the case may be. Yeah, like, sure. Like it's it's that sort of just like live your life for entertainment um, sort of games. Yeah, so. I mean, and that's the thing, right? Like if you can get it. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. I didn't mean to talk over no. you there. Finish uh, your thought, uh, one last point before I. Oh, my God. Stop being so polite. And never yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> Somebody cut somebody else off. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that um, that's the thing with Animal Crossing, right? Like, you find your own fun. Like, I had so much fun on the 3DS version because I don't know if it was the first time, but it was one of the best versions of it, like, being able to create, like, your own shirts because it had, like, touchscreen mm -hmm. where you can, like, very, you know, have, like, a grid editor and, you know, like, create a shirt type of thing. Like, I had so much fun just creating a ton of shirts for me to wear in Animal Crossing, you know? Like, that's what Animal Crossing is. So what advice, uh, since you two have both played in Animal Crossing before, and I'm literally going into this for the first time, uh, and it seems like Shine might be as well if he winds up getting it, what advice do you guys have for those mm -hmm. of us that are just starting to play this? Um, I would say, um, I don't want to say, like, temper your expectations, but, like, don't expect, like, a game with a lot of action, right? Like, expect, like, you're going to go into a game like Minecraft. I think you can already set your mindset like that, right? I mean, it's very familiar for you, you know? you Like, you have to go in... Like Justin said, you kind of have to go in and make your own fun because, like, the game, is it's... Really, if you boil it down, you're doing chores, you know? Like, you're... You're doing menial it's... tasks that you would not do at your house because you've got a pile of laundry piling up behind you, you know? Like, But, like, that's and the game funny in Animal is, Crossing. And what's funny is, like, there's no actual pressure or, or time on anything, but you start off the game in debt. Like, you know, I made the joke, Nook needs yeah. bells. Those of you who don't know, bells are the currency in the Animal Crossing world. And in every Animal Crossing game, it starts out the same. You move into this area and you have to pay mm -hmm. to have a place to live and tom nook gives you a place to live and you have to pay for it so you do stuff like collecting fruit and doing chores and building things and going places and stuff like that to earn money to pay off this debt because if you don't pay off the debt then you can't upgrade your home and if you don't upgrade your home, then you're mm -hmm. just, you know, living in a tent or, you know, whatever the whole time. And you can't customize it. You can't expand it. You can't show off all your stuff. So, like, but there's also no pressure to do it right this very minute. Like, you could pay off your debt in a, in a couple of days. You can pay it off in a couple of years. It's entirely up to you. But there's always that thing looming over you, like, there's more that I could be doing. Like, if I just right. keep doing these things that I'm already doing anyway. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah, no, I, that, yeah, that's, that's perfect way to sum that up, you know? Like, that's kind of the, that's the circle of Animal Crossing, you know? And for whatever reason, like, I keep going back. Like, I like it. I like it a lot, so. Um, but all right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the show, fellas. Um, we are going to get out of here. But before we do, we're going to tell the people where they can find us and everything that we're doing. So, Justin, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me. Um, you definitely can't find me in Disney World right now because that's closed. Um, you can find me virtually in Disney World, but it probably looks about as empty as it does in the yeah, image behind not. me. <laughs> um, but you can find me tweeting about Disney at Utilidork, um, and you can go to utilidork.com and wait for my new blog to finish and go live, because i got a couple new followers and i got to give them something worth, com worth coming for. Um, you can also mm -hmm. follow my Nintendo-related tweets at InfendoJustin. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Very good. Well, where can the people find you, Steve? Um, you can find me in several places. I am at, I am on Twitter, at Gentus1, J-E-N-T-A-S, and then number one. 
Um, you can go to the infendo.com community page and hop in my personal Discord or the Infendo Discord proper. Um, you can also find me on another podcast, which I also took a little bit away from, but I'm back now, called Hypervoice, a Pokemon mm-hmm. podcast, and that is over at Spreaker.com slash Hypervoice podcast, or just search Hypervoice podcast on your, um, you know, podcast service of choice. And we are also on Twitter at Hypervoice PKMN. Perfect. All right. Well, well, definitely you can find me at infendo.com, but I want you to go there for sure. That's where you can find all the Discord links. You can find a link to Steve's Discord there, but also go to chromaticq.com. That's our other co-host Lucas's website, and that's where you can follow all that he's doing. So make sure to go check out the dev blog there. He's also um, back on that's Twitter it, folks. at chromaticq. No. And he's been updating well, his Twitter. All right. Well, you better go freaking find him on Twitter because that's always a treat. Actually, it's always a tweet. But um, I digress. Uh-huh. We will. <laughs> we are going to get out of here. It has been fun. Um, we'll be back next week with our final episode of the month. And hopefully everybody stays safe. Um, I know that we're supposed to be quarantined and everything, but make sure that if it's your time, go vote. Like mine's coming up here pretty soon and I'm still going to do it. So just stay safe while you do that type of stuff. You know, that's still important to go do as we go head into the 2020 election season. So, I mean, I I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to you, you know, just coughing in the direction of people wearing red hats, but, (laughs) but you know, it's just, you know, that's your choice. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we are going to get out of here. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. See you real soon. Infendo Radio is brought to you by people like you. If you want to be a producer, head over to patreon.com slash infendoradio and sign up at the $10 level. We really appreciate it.